0: Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 92. Now, I have got an unplanned treat for you today. I have got a bit behind with recording what was this week's planned episode. And so we will do that another time. And instead, what I'm doing is I'm going to be sharing a call with you from inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. This is one of our shorter calls. I thought that would be better for a podcast episode that took place last year and it is all around the topic of portion control and not overeating at our meals. So yeah, enjoy this episode and get a little bit of insight as to what it is like and the sort of calls that we have inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. Hi everyone, welcome to this Focused Topic Call. Today we are talking about portion control. I've I've called this call portion control. Actually, we're really going to be talking about not overeating when it comes to thinking about how much food that we're eating. So welcome if you are new to the membership. Great to have you here. If you've got any questions at all whilst I'm talking, do pop them into the Q&A. And then if you have any questions or you'd like to get coached at the end of the call on this topic around portion control, not overeating when it comes to the quantity of food, around hunger, that's part of this topic as well, then do raise your hand and you're very welcome to come on and get coached live. So with this topic on portion control, I was thinking about this. If you had a cake Going to ask you, it's a bit of an ironic question for you to consider it this way. If you were to have a cake and you had to divide it into two portions to represent your obstacles when it comes to overeating, so if you were sort of curious about how overeating is showing up in your life and you have to consider whether the challenges that you face are predominantly around the quantity of food that you eat versus whether it's more about the types of food that you eat, so would you cut that piece of cake straight down the middle? So, you, do you think it's both for you, or do you think it's far more one than the other? So, is it that you think that you eat all of the right things, but you are just eating too much of those foods, or is it that actually you think, well, I don't really eat much, but I think that if I was eating different foods, so it might be the more you know traditionally healthy foods, if it was all of, if I was eating different foods, then I would be able to you know lose my weight more easily, and that's really what I want to be focusing on. Or is it? absolutely both for you do you think both of them are showing up for you or what you need to focus on just want you to think about that because I think you know that's not something we sort of considered before is really thinking about okay is this an overeating like volume problem or is this more about the types of foods that I'm eating and I think it's useful for you to consider that and to know whether actually it's pretty much a bit of both it's pretty evenly split or whether for you it's all about the fact that you want to swap out certain types of foods and you think that would be making all the difference, but you're not actually eating very much of them because both are really, really normal. Both come up a lot. So just curious, I think, for you to know that what it is that is going on for you. So today I want to help you get clear on where you need to focus on what you eat versus how much you eat. Okay. And as always, it's going to be about increasing your awareness and understanding your behaviors so that you can introduce small changes to help you make weight loss easier. So first I thought I would, I was thinking about this as I was putting the notes together, how this used to show up for me. So in terms of, you know, thinking about portion size, overeating in terms of volume versus what I'm eating, I really sort of reflected back on my childhood because I think for a lot of us, how we eat and the types of foods we eat what happened during our childhood has quite a significant role, part to play in this. So for, for me, most of my eating as a child at home was reasonably what we would call traditionally healthy food. So I it was all, you know, food that was cooked from scratch. It was very traditional food. So it was very much meat and potatoes and vegetables. It could be dishes like, remember, lamb chops, cottage pie, shepherd's pie, roast chicken, A lot of foods that I consider as tasty foods, but there were also always loads and loads of vegetables and loads and loads of potatoes. But it was really that really traditional sort of British foods. And they were foods that I would consider comforting and filling and also foods that I would find very easy to overeat. Now, my parents were overweight and they were always wanting to lose weight. And yet they were also really big feeders. You know, they were to them to my mum making a home cooked meal every night um, was just for my dad and I. I was an only child it was really important it was a significant part of her day and she worked but even so sort of putting this really you know proper home cooked meal on the table was something that was really important to her and she would always make more than enough so I think my parents ate big portions I was always given a big portion and yet I would also always go back for more because there would be leftovers as well I wasn't raised in it. I wasn't told that I always had to clear my plate. That wasn't something that ever came up, but I always did clear my plate. All of us, I would say, in my family always cleared our plate. So it was never enforced. It was never because I was told to. If I had wanted to leave the food, then it wouldn't have been a problem. But I just never left. I just never, ever left the food. No, no one else did either. Now, because my parents were always wanting to lose weight, we didn't have much in the way of desserts. So sweet treats... You know, we didn't have dessert after every meal. We didn't have, you know, loads of chocolate in the house, loads of crisps, biscuits. None of that really was readily available at home. So when it was available, when it did present itself, I would overeat those foods because I would eat them whilst they were there. Because to me, those sorts of foods that I found highly pleasurable, highly desirable, were not around very often. So. They would, you know, disappear as quickly as they turned up. So I would have for eaten those. And so I was looking back and reflecting on this because I really wanted to sort of share with you how I traditionally ate versus how I eat now. So traditionally, I was an overeater in terms of volume of foods, particularly foods that I found like, you know, tasty and comforting. And my mum's cooking was really, really good. I think it was probably lots of salt and lots of fat. You know, it was very, it was very, very tasty. So I would traditionally overeat at meal times and. I think I had an over-desire for the, let's say, more refined products, the more refined foods, those more snacky foods, because they weren't readily available in our house. And I'm not sure if that's because maybe back in those days they just weren't so readily available. And we didn't have so much processed food, so much convenience foods as we do now. So anytime that you know the opportunity came up to have those foods, they would always be, you know, be very overly desired. And I would overeat those as well. So I'm sharing this with you because I do think it is useful to look back especially around this particular area at your upbringing at how food was served at your table you know were you all was food dished up before it was put on your plate and you were given the plate of food or was it all sort of served in bowls family style were you having to sort of you know fight for your share with other siblings and I might not might not have to have fought for my share with other siblings but my dad would definitely have been, oh you know if you're not eating that I can have it it's like no no no, no, no hang on I do want to have it you know, it did sort of feel like actually if I didn't get my fair share, then there would be none there later on. So just sort of check in and think about that, about your habits there, your patterns, see what may be going on for you underneath the surface. What we're trying to do, as I said, initially is increase awareness of why we are eating the way that we do. Then look at how you're eating right now, see what similarities there are, see what differences there are. So by contrast, if you like, eating how I eat right now, I leave food on my plate so often, probably more often do I leave food on my plate than do I clear my plate. And that's not even intentional for me anymore. That's very automated. I would still, if I was going to have a meal with my parents, that's not something that I do very often now, but if my, my mother was sort of cooking her traditional roast dinner, I know that I would really struggle to not eat beyond the part point of being sort of like hungry. So I would be, you know, I would overeat and end up feeling a little bit stuck. I still find it difficult as far as I need to stay aware and conscious and intentional if I was eating for example a box of chocolates or a bar of chocolate or crisps and nibbles those sorts of things there are some foods that I still would find it difficult to not overeat but for the majority of the time I don't overeat I naturally stop when full I leave food on the plate but there's still times where that isn't true so just to sort of give you an idea as to how things are for me right now um, in terms of if you're thinking that you can't ever imagine things being different for you. I just want to encourage you that they absolutely are. Okay, so if you're a part of the what I would call the clean plate club, if you are someone who finds it difficult to leave food on your plate, whether that's leaving food on the plate that has been served, or you find it difficult to throw food away, if you've got these ideas of wasting food, then I want you to really think about why that is what are the thoughts for you underneath the surface that are going on that make it difficult for you to leave food behind and for you to waste food now some of you this will be it feels incredibly uncomfortable putting food in the bin when it's not out of date when it's not spoiled when there's nothing wrong with it for others of you it will just feel you might not have Thoughts around the fact that wasting food or putting food in the bin is wrong, it just might feel incredibly uncomfortable for you to not eat the food on the plate. So, just sort of like, you know, try and look at that and figure out why. And I was asking myself why, actually, in terms of those foods that I find tasty, why is it that I want to, you know, carry on eating them? And I think in this instance, it is very much down to our old friend dopamine. So not only do we get dopamine from the food as we're eating it, so we want more food because we want more dopamine, but also when we complete things, we get another flood of dopamine. So oftentimes we just want to complete things to get that sense of completion, of finishing, to get the dopamine from that. And I tend to be the same in terms of, you know, if I pick up a fiction novel on holiday, I don't want to put it down until I've finished it. If I'm watching a Netflix series, I tend to want to watch it as quickly as possible so that I can have it completed because that's something that feels good to me. Unfortunately, when I'm working on work projects, it's not quite the same. It doesn't happen in quite the same way. But for those activities that we might think of a little bit as buffering that are pleasurable, then that sense of completion is something that I very much seek out. And of course, the remedy for that, if you like, is to practice not meeting that all right so if you're someone who naturally clears your plate and you sometimes noticing that you are maybe have eaten a little bit beyond full and I'll talk more about that in a moment then one thing I invite you to do is to practice leaving two bites behind okay so every meal every snack if you're unless you're having like a really small sort of portion controlled snack decide that you're going to leave two bites behind. And I want you to think about this and the difference that it will make. So if you left two bites behind at every meal and snack, and if you're having three meals a day and two snacks, that is five bites a week. That is 35, yeah, five bites a day and 35 bites of food throughout your week. So if you think about, you know, 35 mouthfuls, That's probably, I haven't actually figured that out how many mouthfuls I eat to take my dinner, but I'm guessing that could pretty much be a decent sized meal. So if you think about that, then over the course of a month, that is really going to add up. It's just one small change that you can be making that could help you with your weight loss journey. And it's not only going to help you in terms of results with the numbers on the scale, it's going to help you get comfortable leaving food behind not finishing your plate and that is going to help you when you are tuning in to eating to the point where you are satiated but not beyond full. So the other thing that I want to talk to you about here because of course I call this talk portion control and I'm not really talking to you about portion control and that's because Portion control is going to be different for everybody. What is the right portion for you is going to be different to the right portion for the next person. So I'm not going to tell you this is the amount of food that you should be eating. Instead, what I want you to do is to really tune in to feeling hunger and satiation in your body. Okay, so we have in the program what we call the hunger scale and the hunger scale goes from minus 10 to plus 10. So minus 10 is your as starving as you could possibly be, and plus ten is you are so uncomfortable. You've eaten so much food. You feel ill. You literally can't move, and it's very ple- unpleasant experience. At so the point at zero in the middle, you're neither hungry or you know you're just sort of right in the middle there. And I talk about the this idea that if you are Eating meals and not snacks, you probably want to eat from a minus four on the hunger scale to a plus four. Now, these are so, these terms are really, really subjective. Okay. So it doesn't, there's no right or wrong in terms of the number. What I want you to be doing, what I encourage you to be doing is like say, okay, if I was going to be eating from a minus four to a plus four on my physical hunger levels, remember, this is different to our emotional hunger. This is all about physical hunger. What does that feel like? What might, a minus four feel like for me what might a plus four feel like for me if you are having three meals and snacks between each of your meals then i would in rather than eating from a minus four to a plus four i would encourage you eat to eat from a minus two to a plus two okay your lunches if you're having snacks your lunches do not need to be as filling as satiating you, need, you do not need to eat as much food for lunch if you're having a snack a few hours later than you do if you're not having snacks so You know, really think about that. Think about, okay, do I want to have snacks? Do I not want to have snacks? Am I having large meals? Am I having smaller meals? Really think about what that looks like for you. And then as you go about your day, consider how hungry you are at any particular point in time. Now, I think this is, this can be quite tricky because I know the more I focus on whether or not I'm hungry, the hungrier I feel. So do be a little bit aware of that, but just be curious and observe how hungry you are. Also observe how you think about being physically hungry. Some of us feel particularly uncomfortable about being physically hungry. And if that's something that comes up for you, if you have a fear of hunger, or if you are somebody who, you know, maybe, for example, you want to eat before you go to bed in case you get hungry, or maybe even you know you might tell yourself that you need, want to eat first thing in the morning in case you feel hungry before you get an opportunity to have food. These are all signs that you are uncomfortable experiencing physical hunger. And so the best thing for you to do that is to get comfortable feeling that physical hunger, because physical hunger, when your body's working properly, isn't, isn't really that uncomfortable okay it's a very mild feeling it's not something that we need to resolve and address quickly oftentimes when we think we're physically hungry we're emotional hungry that's when it feels more urgent that's when we want to have some particular foods if you've got any questions whilst i'm talking do pop them into the q a so i want you to be tuning into your hunger levels as well so not only how hungry you are when you start eating but importantly at what point should you do you want to so i know should it at what point do i want to stop eating in order that I am satiated and not overly hungry, in order that I'm eating the right amount for me, so that I can, you know, facilitate my weight loss, so that I'm, you know, doing what I want to be doing on my weight loss journey. Okay, now, in addition to, so there's a couple of things we can do to help us check in with our hunger levels. So let's, let's just let me mention a couple of those. So the first thing is really eat mindfully. Okay, so It will be easier to spot when you're satiated if you are sat at the table, eating on your own, not distracted by your phone or the television, and you're concentrating on eating your food and how it feels in your body. You are far less likely to overeat if you're eating a meal doing that than you are if you're sat at your desk, eating in your car, sat watching television, something like that. So do decide to sit down. You know, if you're eating on the go, running around, you're more likely to overeat. So sit down, focus on your food. Appreciate it, eat it mindfully, appreciate the the textures and the taste and the smell and all of those. And of course, eat slowly. So, some things you can do to eat slowly are you can be very conscientious about chewing. So you can sort of like notice whether or not you're chewing your food or you can decide I'm going to chew this piece of food like 10 times before I swallow it. That's something that you can do. You can, you know, put your knife and fork physically down and let go of them between each mouthful. Something else that you can do is notice how long it takes you to eat a typical meal and then decide that you're going to extend that time. So you know, set a timer, time yourself to see how long it takes for you to eat a meal and then add on, you know, say, okay, when I have the, my next lunch, I'm going to add on two minutes. I'm going to make, I'm going to eat more slowly in such a way that I can sort of extend the time that I'm eating for that meal. That is something else that you can try as well. Also then, so that's what I I advise you to eat if you want to really tune into your hunger levels and practice experience when you're satiated to learn how you want to be eating. What you might do is there might be some times where you want to do that. And there might be some times where that's not practical or you haven't got time or you just don't want to focus on that. But you also want to be not overeating. For These occasions, what I encourage you to do is to serve your meal on a small plate, for example, if you're eating at home. Or if you're eating out in a restaurant, you can, as well as having your, your, your main meal, you can ask for a small plate and you can put half on your small plate and eat that and then sort of take a break and then think about whether or not you want to go back and have some more. When I'm eating out, one of the things that I like, to, I often do actually, is order a couple of starters rather than a starter in a main course or even like, you know, having a big main course because I often enjoy those foods I enjoy eating small portions of different foods so that really suits me something that you can be doing if it's foods like cereals or nut or yogurt is you know portion out the, you know the individual servings so I when I can buy yogurt in the individual portions rather than a big tub because it's easier for me to not overeat it I don't eat cereal but if I did eat, did, did eat cereal it might be that I you know, weigh it out at the beginning of the week, sort out all my portions. And then again, it's, I'm making it easier for myself because I don't have to think about it. Same with nuts, so easy to over, overeat nuts, just have a huge bag of nuts. If I bring those up and put them on my desk and I can just be nibbling away at it. So think about portion size in that way as well. All right. So sometimes I think that in addition to all of this, of course, what we want to be doing is observing our thoughts and how we are thinking about everything. So if You are someone who finds it difficult not to waste food, if you are someone who thinks that wasting food is wrong, you don't need to necessarily disprove that to yourself or argue against yourself. It's okay if you think wasting food is wrong, especially if it's been an important, you know, part of sort of what was important or imparted upon you as you were growing up. But what I want you to also consider is when you are not wasting food, when you are eating food in order to not waste it, what else are you wasting? OK, so you are wasting maybe the opportunity to create the relationship with food that you want. You may be wasting the opportunity to, you know, if you want to lose weight for health reasons, you're wasting the opportunity for you to be healthy. You may if you've got you know, visions and dreams of you know, how you want to feel when you lose weight, then you're wasting the opportunity to achieve that okay I really want you to think about when you are wasting food it's not you're just seeing one possibly seeing one part of the picture you know, look at the flip side when I'm not wasting food I'm wasting this okay that's what I really want you to look about look at and think about something else I want you to think about when it comes to wasting food um or putting food you know not eating all of your food and putting some in the bin right when you decide that you are going to not eat all your food and put some in the bin you're going to start learning how much food you actually need in order to eat to a plus four on the hunger scale or a plus two or point of satiation whilst you're continuing clearing your plate you're never going to be learning how much you truly need to eat so you're going to continue buying food preparing food cooking food serving food in the portion size that you always have you're not giving yourself any opportunity to allow that to get less and less and less. When you start stopping at the point where you're satiated and you decide that you're going to, okay, clock how much food you didn't require and you prepare prepared to put that food in the bin, then you're going to start to see, actually, I don't, I can buy less food. You're going to become truly less wasteful because you're not only going to be not wasting food in the bin, but you're going to be buying less food. You're going to be wasting, not wasting money as well. So you'll be saving money and saving food. Okay. You'll actually start to not require so much food. Be really curious about, you know, a shop size that you might be doing when you first started versus what size shop you might be doing now versus what size shop you might be doing when you are maintaining your weight at the weight that you want to be. What do you think the difference in that looks like? How much food would you be saving? How much money would you be saving? Really think about all of the things there because I think that is useful to look at. So I also wanted to think about the, what happens when I'm eating a meal that I find particularly tasty, enjoyable. And the idea of stopping and leaving some feels really uncomfortable, even if I'm sort of slightly full. And so I encourage you to think about what what are the thoughts there underneath the surface that keep you eating? So I was thinking about this for me. And so some of the thoughts that I think might typically come up might be something like, it tastes so good. I think this is probably one of mine. It feels uncomfortable to leave it. It will be a shame to waste it. It's easier to eat it than not eat it. It won't make much difference in terms of my. You me know, having those few extra mouthfuls isn't going to make much difference. This is what I tell myself, or what I would imagine telling myself. I think also for some of you, it's a fear of future hunger. So, what I want you to do is decide what you want to think instead. So, once you're aware of the thoughts that are coming up for you, you can think about how you can improve them, update them, talk back to them to make it easier for you to eat the amount of food that you want to eat. So. What do you want to think instead? Here's some suggestions that I have for you. If you think it tastes so good, then you might want to think it tastes so good and more does not make it taste any better. And as I was thinking about this one, I was was reminded of, somebody once said something to me about going to a party. When you go to a party, leave when it is at its height before it sort of like, you know, starts to not necessarily go downhill, but the the fun of the party starts to dissipate, you know, when it's that everyone's starting to go and you sort of got that downtime. So I was thinking about it like that, when it tastes so good, stop, you know, stop at the point where it tastes so good, not at the point where, you're starting to feel the discomfort of overeating, override the point where it tastes so good, okay? By stopping eating at the point where it tastes so good, you're having maximum enjoyment from it, okay? Rather than flipping that switch over to the other side. If you think about, if your thoughts are about wasting food, you might want to think something like, I'd rather waste the food than my dreams, my health, or how I think about myself, okay? I'd rather waste the food than the opportunity to be you know reflect back with pride at how I ate today something like that when you think to yourself it feels uncomfortable to stop now you might want to think and it feels uncomfortable to eat beyond full and the other one that i had was where it you know if i'm saying to myself it won't make much difference then i want to call myself out on that and see that that thought is not true. Okay, a few extra mouthfuls eaten at every meal over the course of a year will make a phenomenal difference. Okay, the only way to change is to practice changing. All right, that I think is what I wanted to talk to you about today. That's what I've got to say about hunger, and eating until satiated. So I will just quickly talk about portion control, because when I sort of think of portion control, this is what I mean. I'm wondering if some of you will be thinking, oh, but I thought you were going to tell me how much protein should I be having, or how much vegetables, or should I be eating this amount of X, Y, and Z? So really encourage you to Listen to your body, eat what feels right to you, eat what you think you want to be eating. But generally, as a rule of thumb, it's very sort of straightforward. So protein, I think that I aim for a what I would call a really normal size portion of protein. That could be a chicken breast, that could be a piece of fish fillet, it could be a a beef burger, something like that. I don't, you know, there's no need to eat an excess of protein. When it comes to fats, okay, some of us may still be uncomfortable eating fat. I want you to consider letting that go. Fat is satiating. Eating fat will stop you feeling too hungry. I encourage you to be eating more healthy fats and unhealthy fats. Okay. And so when I'm talking about healthy fats here, I'm talking about fats that come in sort of avocados, oily fish, nuts, rather than the typical sort of saturated fat, the sort of the butter, the cream. Animal fat, all of those. But I'm not telling you to avoid those other, typically less less healthy fats. But I'm just sort of like, you know, look at how much you're eating of both types, and definitely look at increasing your healthy fats that you're eating. Eating those healthy fats will help you to feel satiated more easily in terms of you know the volume of food that you're eating. If you've got fat in your meal, you will be satiated eating less. So think about, you know, salad dressings, think about different ways that you can incorporate some good, healthy fat into your meals. I encourage you to have healthy fat with every meal. Also having healthy fats and proteins, healthy fats in particular, will balance out the insulin response for the carbohydrates that you're eating. I encourage you to think about carbohydrates in terms of refined carbohydrates and whole carbohydrates. Oftentimes when we talk about cutting back on refined carbohydrates, we think we're talking about a low carbohydrate diet or meal, and that's not the case. Whole carbohydrates are you know, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, have a lot of carbohydrates in them so you can cut right back on refined carbohydrate and still not be having a low carbohydrate diet so I do like to eat a large portion of you know vegetables with most of my meals I say I say I like to sometimes I like to and sometimes I don't I found that having a large portion with vegetables with my meals has probably contributed to me now stopping when I'm I've had enough and not necessarily eating all of those vegetables feels very natural and easy to do that. But if you are someone who is finding it difficult not to eat a large volume of food, then bulking out your meal with with vegetables might be something that you want that works for you right now. It It might be something that works for you for a while, and then you want to start cutting back. But if you are struggling with not eating to the point where you feel overly full because for some of us we find that comforting for some of us it feels uncomfortable if we're not like heavily full if that's something that you recognize then you might want to sort of you know add add in lots of vegetables to sort of help you make it easier with not overeating other foods all right any questions for me Juliet says have an apple pie in the fridge that I didn't eat because I felt too ill in the end but I don't want to throw it away This is really relevant to me. I never want to throw anything away. Okay, so what are the reasons you don't want to throw it away? Definitely ask yourself that. Are you willing to feel the discomfort of throwing it away just so that you feel that you get to choose whether you want to throw something away or not? So it's it's lots of different ways that you could think about this. So you could chop up the apple pie. You could put pieces in the freezer you could decide to throw it away just for to experience the discomfort of throwing it away to see what that feels like and to then have an opportunity to think about that or journal about that all of those sorts of things do have a look there I think it is worth really digging in and exploring if you don't throw the apple pie away what will happen to it who will eat it That's something else, you know, what's the alternative of not throwing it away? Is it going to sit there until it goes off? At which point you would throw it away, but you find that every time you open the fridge, it's sort of like creating some urge or desire within you. So you have some a period of time being dealing with that, which we can see as both the positive and the negative. It's an opportunity to okay. So you said so I would eat it as no one else likes it. Okay, so I would write down all the reasons you want to eat it and all the reasons you don't want to eat it, and then think about do you want to be you know, when you're your future you do you want to be someone who is comfortable not eating food by throwing it away or do you want to be someone that always finishes what's there no right or wrong there but just sort of think about it and really explore the reasons why you don't want to throw it away are you telling yourself it's wrong are you telling yourself it's wasteful okay what does it mean to be wasteful what exactly does that mean why why am i wasting it if i don't want it why am i wasting it if i'm not prepared to have it sitting on my body you have to be if you don't if your body doesn't need the apple pie then And I'd probably argue that there's not, apart from the apples, there's probably not a great deal in the apple apple pie that your body needs. It's just going to be sort of like, you know, think. I literally think about it. Do I want that to sit in the bin or do I want it to sit on my stomach or on my thighs? I get to choose where it sits. It's no, neither place is any more wasteful than the other place. But literally, do I want to, do I want to store it in the bin or store it, you know, on my body? That can be something that is useful. But I think sort of looking at the deeper work there in terms of, of you know, what feels uncomfortable about throwing it away, I think it would be useful to explore. Okay, so if I throw it away, then I will feel deprived later when I do want it. So what I would suggest, I think that's really good to know, If you th- it feels like if you throw it away, you are missing out. So it can, you know, the, the joy of missing out that I mentioned on the podcast, I think it was last week, comes to mind there. So you'll feel that if you throw it out, you're missing out because you won't have an opportunity to eat it. And so... What I would also consider is if you do eat it, what are you depriving yourself of? If you eat the apple pie, and I know we're talking about an isolated instance here, but if you have a habit of eating things so that you don't feel deprived later, you're likely depriving yourself of losing weight. You're depriving yourself of, you know, feeling pleased that you ate the way that you wanted to or something like that. You're feeling deprived of, you know, future health that you may have that you're associating with wanting to lose weight. What are you depriving yourself of if you always want to eat food. Something else to consider is that remind yourself that this will not be your only opportunity to eat apple pie. If you really want to eat apple pie, whether that's tomorrow, next week, next month, you can go choose to add apple pie to your plan, to your shopping and and eat some. So yeah, just keep looking at that, keep exploring that. Totally, we'll get to work that through. I don't know, any. let me know if there's any other thoughts coming up for you there. But I think that idea that if I throw it away now, I will feel deprived later is a really good one. Funny, isn't it? I think also I can relate to that in terms of, so lots of foods I'm really, really comfortable throwing away. There's some food that I think, you know, it would feel a shame to throw it away. It's funny. I think it depends how much we make those foods mean. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Great to have you join this lunchtime. Have a great week and or weekend even. We're really going at the weekend, aren't we? And I will see you next time. Or just, I don't have confidence that I will stick with healthy eating, so a backup plan. So it feels like it would be a backup plan in case you want to have something. Okay. I suggest then that you create a plan that feels really doable and achievable. So if it sounds like maybe the plan that you've got hasn't got enough on there because you're not, you haven't got confidence in yourself that you will eat according to what you've planned. So I would make sure that you like your plan, make sure that you to keep the apple pie as the backup plan. So either put the apple pie on your plan and plan to eat it. Don't have a backup plan, just have a plan that feels doable and achievable, or else I think your brain's just going to stay in confusion around should I should I have should I be eating according to my according to my plan or to my backup plan? Create a one a sit, one plan. If you want to put apple pie on there, put apple pie on there. But really make sure you like your reasons and ask yourself really dig deep into why you want the apple pie. Why would you feel deprived if you don't have it? Is it the apples? Is it the sugar? Is it the flour? Is it the butter? What is it that you want? It may be that it's the pleasure of eating it and the dopamine. So if that's the case, think. ask yourself, what else could I do to give myself some dopamine, some pleasure of eating it? It's the pastry. Okay, so pastries, I guess, butter, sugar, and flour. So it's the butter, the sugar, and the flour. Okay, so your brain thinks that that is tasty and delicious, I'm guessing. Sometimes I suggest really thinking about it as its bare ingredients. If you comfort food, if you had a pile of sort of butter, sugar and flour on the side you probably wouldn't feel the same way about it so really think about do I want to eat that butter do I want to eat that mound of sugar that sort of uh, pile of flour so good that you know that it's comfort food so if you're wanting you're wanting comfort how else can you be giving yourself comfort Tomorrow's podcast is all about comfort so look out for that it is it is on comfort food so really think about other foods that you may want to be eating that are aligned with your weight loss goals that also give you comfort so if you're wanting comfort what else can you have that you feel good about that's going to give you comfort how can you get comfort in non-food ways all right that was a really good example thank you for sharing that That that's fantastic Great. Thanks, Juliette. righty. Thanks, everybody. Take care. And I will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The programme offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach/coaching.